This episode is sponsored by Audible. Get a free audiobook of your choice that you get to keep with their free trial. You can learn more at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 78. Welcome to The Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. It's good to be back with you. Thanks for being patient with me during my hiatus. I've been moving out to St. Louis to start a new position at Concordia Publishing House, as well as going on a Boundary Waters trip. So it's been a busy couple months, and good to be back speaking with you. Today we are going to Paducah, Kentucky to talk to Pastor David Uppold of St. Paul Lutheran Church there. Pastor Uppold, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be on with you. Help orient us geographically. We're in Kentucky in Paducah. Where is that? Yeah, Paducah is um, is probably the westernmost city in Kentucky. It's not the westernmost place in Kentucky, but as far as um, cities go, it is uh, far western Kentucky. It's right on the Ohio River. Um, so across the river from me, uh, you're into Illinois. Um, we're about uh, two and a half hours to the east of St. Louis and uh, a little bit north, but about three hours between two and a half and three hours west of Nashville. So kind of on that line between Nashville and St. Louis, Paducah is kind of right in the center there. I see. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How, where did you live before you came to Paducah and how did you come there? Yeah, I, uh, I have been a Michigan uh, native almost my, well, not, not my whole life, but almost my whole life. Uh, I am the son of a, of a Lutheran Missouri Synod pastor, and uh, his first call, my dad's first call, was um, to the wheat fields of Saskatchewan, Canada. And I was born. I was born there. Um, people ask me if I'm a dual citizen, or and I'm not. I was a. Uh, I'm a full-blooded American citizen. But um, we we were there. I think just for for maybe two years. I have no memories uh, of Canada. And then a couple of different places in Michigan. We were um, in a little city called Munger, Michigan, which is in the kind of in the thumb of Michigan, a farming community there. And, um, and I really grew up in Lansing, Michigan, which most most of your listeners, I think, will know Lansing. That's the capital. Um, from there, I went to uh, Concordia. My undergrad was at Concordia University in Ann Arbor. Met my wife there. We got married after we graduated. And uh, that right after we got married, we moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, seminary there for two years. Vicarage was back in Michigan, uh, to Hillsdale, Michigan, as a vicar. And then uh, I was sent to Paducah, Kentucky. I was expecting Michigan, um, but I'm glad that, that God sent me here to Paducah. It's a good place to be. Excellent. Tell us a little bit more about the contrast between Kentucky and Michigan. What are some of the differences you've noticed? Sure. The, uh, there are a little – uh, people ask me about the accent. Um, usually that's what they'll ask me, whether it's uh, – People here ask me where I'm from. They they can hear a little more of the nasal uh, Michigan, kind of that upper Midwest uh, accent in my in my voice. Um, I tell them I don't have an accent. It's they it's them who have it. Um, and you have a little bit of the southern kind of the, what you would 
think of as a southern accent here in Paducah, but it's not it's not pronounced. It's not we're not deep south. Um, and so you don't have the really uh, pronounced southern drawl, which is which is wonderful, I think, when you hear it. Um, but you do notice it a, a little bit. So you get a little bit of a difference in just the way people speak. Y'all um, is frequently heard. And that's a, a joke. That's um, I think the first time I said that in a sermon, my whole congregation said, Pastor, now you're one of us. Um, <laughs> um, but the other things, um, just kind of in the way, the general demeanor of people, there is a, a, a little more of a laid back uh, approach to things here. It's not, um, it's not, laziness, but it is um, just a, a little bit slower life. People want to um, talk. They want to, um, you know, they want to ask you about family. And, and it's, you know, I, I guess part of that is just a general kind of niceness that, that exists here. And that's not different than in Michigan, but um, there is a, a southern, a bit of a southern charm aspect to uh, Paducah, Kentucky. And, and maybe some of that is uh, Paducah is not a big city. There's um, in our county, I think there's about 60 to 70,000 people. Um, Paducah is the big city in the county and in the, the western part of Kentucky. But um, even in Paducah, I think I think our population is somewhere around 40 to 50,000 uh, people. I see. Tell us about what are some of the best things about Paducah. We've already started to touch on kind of that southern charm and hospitality. What would you say are some of the best things about the area? Yeah, I think some of the best things, I think uh, the winters here are, I love better than uh, Michigan. I didn't mention the differences, but obviously you get some of the, um, due to being being further south, you have hotter summers and longer summers, uh, more humid summers. Um but um, one of the things I love here is um, not just that there's no snow in the winter, but in the spring, like from kind of middle of February through April, um, there's so many more colors. So in Michigan, um, certainly you have a spring season, you get all four seasons there. Um, but I don't remember it being um, so colorful. And down here you have dogwood trees, you have the, um, you have azaleas, you have a lot more of uh, colors that come out uh, in the springtime. It's not just that things are green, it's green and red and white and pink and purple and, and all kinds of beautiful colors. I see. What are some of the challenges about being in the area? Um, challenges of being in Paducah, are you thinking like specific to uh, being at a Lutheran church, being a Lutheran pastor, or just in general? No, in general. Okay. Um, Paducah is, uh, I, I mentioned this before, Paducah is uh, kind of the big city in western Kentucky, but there's um, there's not a there's not a lot of industry in Western Kentucky. So it's farming. It's uh, in the, the region around Paducah is primarily uh, agricultural um, farming. There used to be a, a very large employer here called USEC. So Paducah was, uh, some people might know Paducah as, uh, I think one of the nicknames is Atomic City. I see that around here a little bit. Um, the USEC plant was um, enriching uranium for a long time. Uh -huh. And, um, that has it, that the plant is still open and employs some people, um, but not on the level that it used to. Um, and you can think of kind of the major world events that have led us not to have, you know, we don't, there's just not as high of a demand for, 
enriching uranium. And I think it also became a more efficient process for that in the last you know, 30 years or so. So you just don't need as many um, of these plants. What that means is there's not as many employers. So big employers in Paducah, there's two hospitals here. There is a, um, a, a paper mill um, kind of west of Paducah, um, but the, the major employer uh, is no longer here. And there hasn't been, I don't think there's been a big replacement. There's other things that have come in, um, but, you know, major employers are are not what they used to be. I see. So uh, last week or two weeks ago, we talked to a pastor in eastern Tennessee and we're, was seeing some of the effects of the, the economic withdrawal. Um, do you see some of those in Paducah as well, whether it's um, – the opioid ep- epidemic or other things, or is it not quite that pronounced? Um, I mean, we have that there, there certainly are, um, there's, there's drug problems, there's, um, project housing, um, there's, there's difficulties like that. It's not as, I wouldn't say it's as pronounced as like when you, when you hear of opioid crisis and, and, um, especially, you know, Eastern Tennessee, you've got the, you know, and it, I don't think we have quite as uh, big of a challenge with um, economic withdrawal, because even though I, I said, you know, the USEC plant um, is is no longer here, there are other employers. Okay, that makes sense. So what's it like to be a Lutheran there? Uh, being, being a Lutheran in Western Kentucky, you're... Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely in the minority, um, which is probably true just about anywhere in the country, but, um, it's, it certainly is a, uh, we are not the, the primary, uh, drivers of Christian culture in uh, this part of the world. If you think of Kentucky as part of the Bible belt, um, you, you certainly have stronger, um, Baptist and, uh, church of Christ, um, to some extent, Methodist influences are, are much stronger than Lutheran ones. So um, it's a little bit uh, lonely. Um, at the same time, I say that uh, in Paducah, there's um, quite a few Catholic, uh, there, there's a strong Catholic community around here. So there is a uh, St. Mary Catholic uh, school system here. And um, so you do have, it's not just Protestant, you do have a pretty good representation of, uh, of Catholics in the area. I see. So when you talk about how Lutherans don't shape the Christian culture around you as much as these other larger bodies do, would you say that the culture at large in, in West, uh, we're in Western Kentucky, um, is kind of has a Christian ethos? Is it sort of more of the sort of, I'll be a good person, but I don't need to go to church kind of idea. What exactly is the the sort of culture at large in your area like? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, There is, there is certainly not as, so as, as Lutherans, you know, you have a much more um, robust and richer understanding of the sacramental life. And that's not, that's not going to be a major factor here. Um, but there is, you know, in the air, there is a, uh, a sense of going to church, that church attendance is important. Um, church is not just, um, you know, that's not just something for your grandparents to do. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's 
like <laughs> the majority of people. Um, but there is there are still sort of vestiges of um, of church being at the center of life. Let me give you one example. Um, so many of the, the Baptist and Church of Christ churches um, historically have Sunday morning worship, Sunday evening worship, and then Wednesday uh, Wednesday night church. And so the the school systems, the the athletic teams, at least when I first got here, that was still kind of understood that Wednesday night is church night. Now, I think that 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 I've seen just in seven years, that that's really not uh, a compelling thing for people anymore. Um, so, so the 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 Christian shaping of the culture in Western Kentucky, it's there to some extent. There's conservative um, Christian kind of values, um, but it's I think it's losing a lot of its um, its real pull on people. I see. What do you think the the cause of that is? Um, I think uh, a big cause of it is that there's not <laughs> there's not necessarily the conviction um, that used to be there. So, um, okay, Wednesday night is not going to be uh, we're not going to have you know we're not going to have practices or games on Wednesday night. But does that mean that people are are going to church on Wednesday night because they want to hear? God's word, or they want to worship the Lord? Probably not. It just means Wednesday night is an off night, and uh, you know the same thing happens then on Sunday morning, and especially with um, the last year and all of the kind of the closures of things that have happened due to COVID and how that's influenced um, churches and and churches being closed and being severely reduced. Now, um, how many people are are going to be coming back? I think. You know, a lot of people will, but it's not. There will also be uh, some, and maybe even many, who are just going to say, "You know, I kind of liked being at home on Sunday morning. I don't, I don't need to go there anymore." Hmm. Yeah, that's a an interesting issue that that we're going to have to tackle as as time goes yeah. on. Let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor, folks. If you like podcasts, you will enjoy Audible. It's a service that gives you a audiobook to listen to each month of your choice from a large library. And they want to get you started with a free trial offer that includes an audiobook that you get to keep. So go to lutherancartographer.com slash audible to get your free audiobook and start your free trial today. If you're not sure what book to check out, I'd recommend taking a look at Pastor Brian Wolfmuller's has American Christianity Failed? Pastor Wolf Mueller was a guest on episode 9, and his book on American Christianity goes through the various pitfalls that you see in big box churches as well as, well as American evangelicalism in general. Well worth checking out. Start your free trial today at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. Let's get back to our guest. Let's go on and talk about what it's like to raise a family there. Sure, uh, Paducah. I have I have four children um, and a fifth one on the way. My wife is due in September. Congratulations! So, um, pa- yeah, thank you. Um, Paducah is. We've loved raising our our kids here. Um, my first son was born on Vicarage when I was in Michigan, but the rest are Kentucky uh, babies. And uh, in Paducah, you have a, a very, I think, a, a good 
Um, there, there's plenty for families to do. Um, there's, there's quite a few parks in the area. Um, I mentioned there's a, a Catholic school. There's also a, a non-denominational school uh, called uh, Christian Community Academy, and some of our church members go there. Um, but there's also a, a strong homeschool um, contingent uh, in Paducah, and um, we, our family homeschools our kids, and there's, there's quite a few in our church who do as well, so we host a little uh, weekly, a weekly homeschool co-op. Um, and so there's a good, there's a good community of, um, you know, of parents and, and children, uh, especially in that homeschool group that we're tapped into anyways. That's great. Is Kentucky pretty um, friendly towards homeschooling? Yeah, Kentucky is, is very friendly. To the This was kind of all new to us this last year was the first year that we started homeschooling. And so we didn't know, you know, you hear different stories about how, well, you've got to keep so many records and you've got to, um, you know, be ready for them to come and visit you and make sure that you're, um, you know, keeping your kids on track. And um, thankfully, not that we would fear that, but it is much nicer to um, not always have somebody kind of um, checking in on you and just to have the freedom to say, okay, we sent in our paperwork at the beginning of the year and we're by and large kind of left alone. Um, there's not a, a, a lot of uh, interference into homeschooling here. That's good. Let's talk now about the area. What if you had a friend coming into town? What would you say? Ah, you got to go check this out. Places to eat, things to do. What would you say? Ah, you got to go see this. Yeah, I think um, Paducah is a river town. So I, I said at the beginning, it's right on the Ohio River, and I think you'd, I would want to show someone. Okay, you've got to, you got, we got to drive downtown and see the the um, riverfront area there. So um, Paducah is is very much shaped by the river. Um, I didn't mention this before, but probably the other major employer is um, is barge companies. Okay, so a lot of people work on the river, and so you'd wanna you'd wanna go downtown, down Broadway, and drive down and see the um, see the river, see the um, in after there was a big flood here in 1937. The Ohio River flooded um, way up into the city, and um, after that, they've built flood walls that have murals now painted on them. So it's it's always fun to walk along the river there and to see all the murals that have been painted uh, on the flood wall. And then um, just on the other side, on the you know quote unquote dry side of the of the um, flood wall, there's quite a few restaurants downtown. Um, one that I really enjoy is called Kirchhoff's. It's a deli and uh and a bakery so uh going down there for lunch is uh is always a fun thing to do and to get a cookie afterwards right at kirchhoff's which has the historically the family has a connection to saint paul's so when you go into the deli you can look on the wall and you'll see baptismal certificates and i think i think there's a confirmation certificate and maybe even a marriage certificate all in german from way back in the day when um, the great-great-grandfather or whoever it was, uh, Frank Kirchhoff was baptized at St. Paul's. That is really neat. So how long has the church been there? Uh, our congregation was 
uh, established in 18, was kind of officially established in 1868. They had been uh, meeting uh, before that, but that's when it was officially, um, you know, there was a constitution that was then signed, uh, was in May of 1868. So we, a couple years ago, uh, 2018, was the 150th anniversary. Um, originally, the I think the story goes that um, people, Germans were, German immigrants were coming down the Ohio River, and the goal was uh, to get closer to St. Louis and to Perry County. Um, to kind of hook up with those uh, early Missouri Synod folks who were there in Perry County. But the river froze here, and so um, they couldn't keep going, and they planted some crops. Lo and behold, the crops grew well, and so they said, hey, let's just stay here. And then, you know, kind of first order of business, let's establish a congregation. I see. Any other sites or places to eat that we haven't covered? Yeah, Kirchhoff's is the deli. There is a um, kind of a newer place that's uh, very good called the Freight House, um, which I, I forget the, the name of the chef. She was on one of these um, reality TV shows. I think her name is Sarah. Oh, gosh, now I, I, I've said it, but I couldn't I can't remember her last name. Um, but it's kind of a local, you know, farm to table kind of a restaurant. And that's a very good place to eat uh, in town here. There's a number of other um, places to go. Um, maybe if you wanted, if you wanted something kind of unique to Western Kentucky, um, certainly um, barbecue is a is a favorite here. So there's a couple of different um, barbecue places that a person would would want to visit. There's one in town called. Um, um, well, I'm think the one that I like to go to. I'll give you that one. is called Harnids, and that one's a little bit outside of town, but um, you get a, a very good pulled pork sandwich out there. Nice. Good deal. All right. Anything else about Paducah that we haven't said or about your congregation's history that you'd like to tell us about before we ask our closing questions? Well, uh, I, I mentioned the flood. That was That, I think, had a big impact on the history of Paducah um, and also of our congregation. So the flood was in 1937, um, and at that point, our church was on 4th Street. So um, the river, if you think of it in terms of a, of a grid, a city grid, the river would essentially be uh, zero street. So you're going up city blocks. So we were four blocks up from the river. And uh, after the flood, um, the, the church building was damaged to such an extent that they really said, you know, we, ha- we own this other property out on 21st Street, so that's 21 blocks up from the river, and even though it had flooded out here, they didn't have um, as much of, uh, they didn't have as, as severe of flooding. So they moved um, the church building from 4th Street, they built a new church uh, on 21st Street, which is the current building that we're in. And I think it's a great story because it's a beautiful church that was built, if you can think of this, right after a flood and during the Great Depression. Um, but they built a, a very beautiful um, sanctuary and church that's that's continues to serve us well. And um, to, the sacrifices that I'm sure were made are, um, are quite, are, I think it's incredible and a great testimony to the, the faith and the um, importance that those um, congregation members said this this matters we've got to build a good solid church that's going to last for years that is really cool 
As we start to close out the podcast, I want to make sure to give you the opportunity to point our listeners where you'd like, your church's website, places to follow you online, where would you like to send our listeners? Sure. We, our church has a website, St. Paul Paducah. That's S-T-P-A-U-L, and Paducah is spelled P-A-D-U-C-A-H dot O-R-G. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. Just search for the same thing. Um, or if you'd like to, we, we put our sermons up um, on YouTube, and every once in a while we'll have some other event. We'll have some other speakers who will come and we'll record, and we, we try to make all those things available on YouTube. We also have a, um, a podcast channel for our sermons, and so if you search again St. Paul Paducah in your whatever podcast app you're using, I think you'll it, I think it should come up. Okay, great. Thank you for your time today, Pastor Apple. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners? Uh, parting thoughts, I would say uh, being in, in Western Kentucky certainly was not a, uh, that was not in my plan for <laughs> how my life would unfold or where I would be. Um, but lo and behold, God's plans are better than, than our plans. And uh, my family and I absolutely love it here. Um, if you're ever in Western Kentucky, um, come on down to St. Paul's. Uh, we'll be happy to have you here and um, happy to always find other Lutherans who are traveling through. Um, it's it's always great, Nick, to see how um, no matter where you are or where you come from, um, the things that we have in common in Christ and in our shared confession um, really do unite us in a deeper way than even, um, you know, these other cultural things, which are great and are nice. Um, but you know, the, the deeper things uh, of Christ are what really give us a common heritage and a common future, too. Absolutely. Thank you again. God's peace. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. For more about the things that we talked about today, check out the show notes page. That'll be at lutherancartographer.com slash 78. Next week, I'm going to talk a little bit about my decision to take the position at Concordia and talk about a little bit about the decision to move to St. Louis. And if you're interested in that Audible offer that we talked about earlier, you can find out more information at lutherancartographer.com slash audible. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.